Disclaimer, a statement that denies something, especially responsibility. Like the fact that we aren't doctors and all the information that we discuss during the podcast is from the internet, books, podcasts, and other types of sources. Please do not sue us if you try something we talk about because we aren't doctors and we do not claim to be. Hashtag not experts. Hashtag not doctors. Hashtag don't sue us. Oh, okay. Okay. Do it again. Do it again. Scientifical? <laughs> Sometimes when we're recording, my brain just stops. Anyways. Okay. We just solved all of your problems. All of you. If you I'm totally butchering string theory. If there's ever. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? That was like so on point. I just want to say. Was it? Fuck yeah. Are you being sarcastic? No, I'm like being completely uh, honest. Oh, I thought, um, I, I didn't think that clap went that well, but that's okay. Oh, I I think it went really well. I only heard one sound. It's like one sound, one band, <laughs> whatever that thing is. Have we begun? <laughs> we have. That's what the clap means. <laughs> it's our it's our um it's our high tech version of the clapper in movies except we just use our hands. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh my god. Anyways, and um, we have I begun. Think, I think we've gone a little crazy because at the time of recording, um, we have now had real snow for like two weeks, and two, I personally yeah two full weeks, dude. I know. I personally have in the last two weeks only been in the office like twice like I've been home every single day this week working at home just because of weather yeah and you're not even at the end of your two months yet which is crazy and your girl's already doing so much hard work your lady's like we don't need a trainee anymore you're like so good on the job (laughs) (laughs) oh my god anyways my point was being I think we've both gone a little stir crazy because <laughs> judge judging by this conversation oh i thought this was just how i acted <laughs> no i think we're being extra annoying <laughs> well it's Not just normal, extra no. annoyances for people to love okay okay anyways the snow <laughs> there's a shit ton of snow outside there is a shit ton of snow i'm just really happy um that my electricity is regulated by our federal government instead of by the local government because you know what i would not trust fucking kentucky to regulate my fucking electricity and my warmth and heat call them out i would not call mitch out i mean for real i feel terrible for anyone that lives in texas right now it's so fucking scary when we get to our actual like topic of this this episode i talk about texas because it's ridiculous I don't even uh, know how yeah. this is happening in 2021 in America. We're seeing drastic results of global warming and states aren't prepared for it. And states don't give a shit. The only thing that our country is prepared for is war. And if any other emergency happens, we're just not ready. Why was no one ready? Is no one ready? Dude, did you see that post from um, a mayor in Texas that was like, you guys should just like take care of yourselves. And I don't know why you can't just like pick yourself up by your bootstraps. And like, dude, what the fuck? And then he had to um, step down and then his wife lost her job too. And he was like, what am I supposed to do now? And it's like, pick yourself up by oh, your bootstraps, you little help? buddy. Oh. 
Did something happen in your life and now you need help and money? I wonder what that's like. Right. Like, mm, I'm well, sorry. Well, Ted Cruz also went to uh, Cancun. So, you know. Fuck Ted Cruz. <laughs> that's what we're dealing with here. I fucking hate him. Did you see that he already came back? Oh, yeah. yeah. Came back same like, day. He was like, um, well, I-, I took my daughter and her friends down there. Uh, and then I was going to come back anyway. It's like, nah, bitch, you got called out. You got caught. And now you're like, oh, no, I'm back. Even though this is not a political podcast, we're just really pissed off at these stupid fucking people. Well, here's here's why I talk. I'm okay with talking about it so much on this podcast is because the things we are discussing affect people's health and wellness. Like truly, like I literally talk about that later in my notes when we get to our actual subject is like we can't. You can't do all these fun health and wellness things if your basic needs aren't met. And that is political, unfortunately. Unfortunately, that's a political issue. So that's why I get so worked up. You know, like we can talk all we want about like eating organic vegetables. And it's like, yeah, well, some people can't even afford to feed themselves. So, you know, like all of that has to do with health and wellness, which is why we talk about politics so much. I'm getting worked up about politics now. (laughs) Get it. Get worked up. Get heated. Let's go. Fire. We need heat. No, we don't need heat, but a lot of people. Need I mean, heat right now Texas needs some heat. Texas, Texas needs some fucking heat, heat, which is crazy. What's no, insane so, um, is that it's going to be like 60 degrees there in a few days, which means all of the pipes that burst are going to be flooding. So yeah, everyone that had burst pipes are now not going to be able to live in their homes because it's going to flood. So all I mean, these places, it's just going to like keep building on top of each other. And it's like. You have to be able to fix the problem at the start instead of just putting Band-Aids on. That's the whole problem with the, well, not the whole problem, but a big problem of our government is that we look at the problem and we say, okay, well, how can we just like make it okay right now, but not actually systemically fix it at the beginning of where the problem occurred like let's what you were talking about the other day or months ago I don't really don't know time is a construct but it's it's all about like if someone is sick instead of treating that sickness the person should have been able to provide themselves with health care to prevent that sickness from ever occurring that just our healthcare, our healthcare system is built the wrong way. Our government is built the wrong way. It was built against helping the people. And rant. Yeah. On, Anyways, next. on a lighter, on a lighter note about the snow, though, um, Charlie loves it, and it's so cute because so where we are obviously we have a shit ton of snow but then like there's also been some like rain and freezing so the top of the snow has like this tiny little hard layer on top of it and so when he's locking he'll like step and then like a half second later he falls through so as he's walking he like steps falls steps falls and like (laughs) i feel bad but it's so fucking funny and like he I can tell he has some kind of like winter dog breed in him. I want to get his DNA tested because he will go out there and just put his whole face in the snow. Like his entire face, he'll just put it in or um, like just lay down in it. So that's hilarious. It's so fucking cute. Oh, my God. That's really, really cute. I, I have not had that experience with my cats. I've opened the door to um, the deck yeah. a few times and they looked at it and then they looked at me and then they just like walked away like disappointed that I can't make the snow go away. 
it's my fault disappointed in you wanting them to go out in the snow like they turn around and look at you like are you fucking serious <laughs> well it's like i i'm supposed to be able to provide everything for them and i can't provide the sun I'm not able to do it. Can't provide warm weather for them to go bask outside in the sun. They're sitting next to me right now. They love sitting next to me in this like tiny, it's in, it's just like a dining room chair and I had to cover it with a blanket because they love my chair so much so that their fur wouldn't get over it. But they cuddle up there, both of them, when there's an entire apartment available for them to lay anywhere, they curl up in the tiniest spot possible together what they yeah, do they love each other they love each other they want to cuddle i know they're very sweet i remember when you first got roxy and she was so tiny and rocket was not happy for a little bit she <laughs> was, was like, like what days. the fuck and like there was a couple times that they would like kind of get into it and you were like oh no but they quickly loved each other yeah i guess i mean i i put it in my mind that it was only four days i legit have no idea how long that took <laughs> I was also working like every day. So I just remember one day I came home from work and they were cuddling and I was like, cool, this is this is how it needs to be because y'all can't y'all can't be fighting. You got to keep each other warm. I just enjoy that our conversations are either political or about animals, animals, political animals and movies. (laughs) Yeah. And also what we're here to talk about, which is health and wellness. Yes. Nice. Perfect segue. I love Boom. it. I love it. It's like it. we're Except- in this because we like making podcasts. Wow. <laughs> Except um, you started giving the intro and I got so excited that I just talked over you. So I don't think anyone actually heard what you said because it was just me going, yeah. <laughs> so um, repeat that. What What are we talking about today? <laughs> Well, on this health and wellness podcast, instead of talking about dogs and politics, um, today and kind of throughout the this month, um, we are planning on focusing on some physical movement, um, but not just like physical from your body, but like where does it come from? How do you find that physical movement? what motivates you to move, and then also how do you heal from it. So it's going to be kind of like a three-part little um, arc of our podcast. We're trying some new formats. We're seeing how it flows. We're, we're, we're moving. We're grooving. It's a new year, and um, we're still in a pandemic, so hopefully we don't lose our minds again. Since this is an audible platform no one can see that I was silently hyping you up that whole time <laughs> I know, you were like it looked like you were almost dabbing but like not oh, fully no. dabbing but you were like it's because my camera's like really far up you can't see my full my full form yeah. I was not dabbing I promise but I well, was before we you started up. you said you looked like a mom that didn't know how to use her phone and it legit still kind of looks like that but you also now have the microphone in front of it so it looks like there's a globe in front of your face plus your face but I can it's see your nice. um, thing in the background I forget what that my word tapestry. is yes that's the word um it actually is kind of nice because so my mic has a little like red recording light and so the light of the red is kind of like lighting up my face a little bit. And it's like, ooh. Ooh. It looks so pretty. If only people could see you. And then I'm going <laughs> to take a screenshot. 
Yes, this will be this will be just the cover of when we release this podcast. It's just gonna be Olivia's face lit by a red light. <laughs> I like it. I think okay, it's a on. really I good get plan. The full mom effect. Yeah. I mean, you gotta like look really confused, but like not at the camera. Like you should look away from the camera. Like you've no idea where the actual camera is. <laughs> I'll be like, yes, that's it. That's it. <laughs> You nailed it! Which is everyone. (laughs) I fucking love it. Okay, Uh, but... No, I mean, apologies to moms, but, like, you know. But, like, you you need to learn how to use your phone. Yeah, just a little. It's okay. Okay. If you're my mom, you won't let me FaceTime you anyway. (laughs) Love you, mom! (laughs) Oh, my God, that face is perfect. I hope the podcast (laughs) listeners understand how wonderfully you looked like a parent that didn't understand like, FaceTime. I don't I don't think I have a camera. Where's my camera? I don't have a uh, Marissa, I don't have a camera. I don't <laughs> I must have gotten a type that doesn't have a camera. Why are you yelling at me, Marissa? I don't have a camera. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> like my uh, mom impression. On yes. 100%. <laughs> mom trying to use uh FaceTime for the first time. Anyways, oh my goodness, we got off track. <laughs> It's okay. We're still a little bit early. But anyway, we are going to be talking today about the motivation behind movement. How did we find that motivation? Where did it start? And both of us kind of picked different topics, kind of. Like, I mean, not different topics, but I don't really know what I'm trying to say. But like, we're, we're both coming at it from our own perspective, Yes, like we obviously always have different perspectives because we're two different people. Um. <laughs> Ouch! Okay, calling me out for not knowing how no, to talk. I'm like, no, I, I, I. Yeah, I was just trying to make a joke. God damn it! It's okay, guys. I'm fine. <laughs> no, but we're we're focusing today on the motivation that we have each found for movement. Um, and really understanding like where it comes from. Um, so we wanted to kind of dig down into our own personal selves and talk about it. Um, talk about kind of where where did we find motivation? How did it begin? I don't know, Liv, do you want to start us off on you know what got you into physical activity? What inspired you? What motivated you? And it can be anywhere. Uh, well, thank you, Marissa. Um, anyway, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a formal interview. Thank you so yeah. much. Um, I will uh, take you. five first minutes all, for my response. <laughs> first of all, Marissa, thank you so much for having me. I'm a great show of the uh, fan of the show. God, <laughs> You're a great show of the fans. I love the fans. I love the fans. The ceiling Anyways. ones. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, um, back on track. Okay, so I think it first started like okay back up even more a lot of people first especially girls and especially girls who were brought up in the times that we were brought up in where there was no body positivity and all that good stuff that we have now and we're getting better at slowly so I think myself like so many girls our age we were brought up in this time of like 
low-rise jeans and you were showing off your stomach, you know, like your belly button down to basically your vagina, you know, and that was the style, you know, and all the the heavily airbrushed. I know things are still airbrushed, but like that's the world we grew up in. And so when I was younger, I didn't so much have like motivation as like stress over like wanting to look good. And so that's like the first little seeds of like wanting to be a fit person started. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it, it didn't start in a good way, but it was always something that like I wanted to be. I wanted to be like fit and active, but never really was. So then fast forward to actually two years after I graduated high school is when I first actually was hit with like real motivation or like healthy motivation, which was wanting to be fit. That that was the next step was like wanting to be like skinny, but like ripped and like wanting to like work out and do all these crazy workouts and like drink protein, bro, and like stuff like that. <laughs> so that was like my next step. And that's when I actually took my first steps of being a fit person. That's when I actually started really working out. So I actually started working out, started doing like all these crazy types of workouts, which um was like actually a really awesome time. Like you could say that my motivation started out bad, but like as I worked out, I realized my true motivations, if that makes sense. So it's like it first starts out and I just want to be like skinny and fit and pretty, you know, (laughs) but then I start working out for the first time in my life. First start seeing what my body can do and how strong I can be and like Um, I got so fit. I was so in shape, like truly like my body could do anything, which was awesome. Like, because I miss, I miss feeling like my body can do anything I wanted to do. You know, I was definitely more like adventurous back then because I knew I could do anything. So that's where it started. And then more and more, as I worked out more, as I got stronger and stronger, I realized that it wasn't about like losing weight or being ripped anymore it was truly just like holy fuck I love being strong and I love being in shape and I love being able to like do things you know and so it was so it's so funny like seeing that morph because through working out I learned how to like be positive and confident and I was like fuck yeah I feel amazing you know so that's how it started that's awesome yeah I mean, to have that type of journey and to be able to find, like, from kind of a, an unhealthy perspective to then find a really, like, true motivation for your own self rather than you're making yourself fit for anyone else's gaze. Right. Exactly. And, like, now it's more than just, like, it used to just be about, like, fitness, bro, you know? Like, it used to just be about fitness. And now it's about like my health yeah which we can get to further down the line now we're just talking about how we started how did you get into fitness marissa well i was trying to think about this i like wrote i almost wrote like a whole fucking like long ass like it was like basically a whole page of just like what did i do with activities and physical movement 
Because really, like thinking back to myself, I I had a very different upbringing than most people. So when I think of myself as an active person, I have always been an active person. Like from day one, um, since whenever I could remember, I was outside either running, skipping, horseback riding, hiking, playing soccer, playing baseball, like I grew up on a big, big farm, Um, not with like farm animals. We only had horses um, and dogs and cats, but we had like a huge, huge field and it was a flat field. So we were able to set up a soccer um, goalpost. We had a um, like the big chain link thing for um, a baseball so that baseballs wouldn't go out. We had... I think the only thing that we, like, sport that we didn't play that was, like, common would be basketball. But, like, we would throw the football around. Like, it was common for me to be outside with my brother and my sister or my dad and my mom just, like, being active 100% of the time. So that was just – I was very, very lucky um, that I had that capability and the accessible – Um, that everything was so accessible to me and that like my body was also able to do so much. I'm just really grateful for that because it also opened my eyes like throughout my entire life, I think as well. I've never limited myself to any type of physical activity, um, mostly because I, I truly believe that our bodies can be capable of anything that we set our minds to. Oh, totally. Like, it's all mental. Yeah, 100%. Well, I mean, somewhat. Not all mental, <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but if I'm th- talking about, like, one of the biggest physical activities that really got me when I was younger, because um, I am still young. I have only turned 30 last year, so I'm saying younger, not, um, like, when You're I was a child. You're saying child. Yeah. Um, that would have been soccer. So I started playing soccer, uh, recreational soccer, when I was, like, eight. Um, I had been playing before at home, but not with, like, other kids. Um, But that was, like, the most exciting thing for me is that I was around other children. Um, Because it was literally, like, I got to talk to other kids. We got to run around. And we got to kick a ball. Like, that was the coolest thing that I was able to do. Um, Sometimes my dad would coach. Like, when you're that young, your parents caught taught um most of those recreational leagues so it was just like Mm -hmm. one parent or another like um those were all my coaches when I played at that age like yeah it was was just super fun some girl on the team that was her dad you know yeah it was the best and like it doesn't matter if you won it didn't really matter if anybody scored like I remember doing cartwheels and like sitting down in the goalpost like it was just a chill fucking awesome time And then I got to about age 12, 13, and that's when I joined a select league, and it got pretty intense, and that is a completely different story, and we can definitely have another conversation about all that, but (laughs) um, I, I would say that I never really had to find a motivation to move. I'd say that, like, now it's pretty different um, from, like, the motivation that I had when I was younger, it was just like, it it was innately in my body to move. 
I was literally just about to bring this up because I was listening to you talk and thinking, wow, like at these ages, we don't even think of these things as working out or fitness or like, oh, I got to move my body. I got to go do this. Like that was just our existence as children was like running around and like doing whatever, like playing different sports or like just playing in the backyard, running around with your friends. Like that was just what we did as kids. Yeah. And I mean, you it, said it multiple times. It was play. Yeah. You're, you're just playing. But like that was being active. And it, it's so funny how we think of it now. Like even when I was, when you asked me about like my fitness journey, I didn't even think to talk about like being a kid and doing stuff because I didn't even like, can I didn't even think of that as in, in terms of like, oh, moving my body and like being active, you know, but it should be, you should think of it like that. Like, yeah. I mean, that you that's should. when we were the most free and when we connected the best with our bodies was when we were children. Because we didn't have to connect with our bodies. We just were. We yeah. were connected with our bodies, so we didn't have to actively do it, which is what kicks in in, like, middle school, high school, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, because that's when, like, other people puberty. were around <laughs> and judgments occurred. Like, even if it wasn't mm-hmm. puberty, it was the fact that you had other people looking at you, judging you, and the fact that we, you know... Again, very fortunate to be able to grow up in a very non-media time. Like, I I don't like, remember looking at other people's bodies until maybe I was, like, 15 or 16. Yeah, like, we, I mean, people our age, we did grow up in, like, with media, but, like, not the way it is now and not how, like, accessible it is now. Like... When people our age started, like, looking at other bodies, it was, like, in a magazine or, like, celebrities or movies or TV versus now, like, every single person feels the need to be that level or, like, kids can see so young they have access to, like, Instagram models or whatever, you know? Yeah, I mean, children have their own Instagram at like nine or 10 years old or even younger mm-hmm. and they're judging their own bodies against bodies that they should not have even any knowledge of at that time. They shouldn't well, have any care yeah. of what another person's body were to look like compared to them, their own for their yeah. own judgment. I, I completely and it's not- want, go ahead. No, sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, it, it's it's not that they shouldn't be exposed to other people because, like, knowledge is power for sure, but it's the fact that instead of seeing those people and just being like, oh, wow, we're different, we're now saying, why am I different? Why don't I look like that? Why don't I have that color skin or that type of hair? Or why is my stomach not that flat? Why can't I look like this girl or this boy or them? Whoever that might be, it's just, it's so harmful. And I just feel like I don't remember that from my time growing up. And what I was going to say, because I'm sitting here realizing that it kind of sounds like we're saying 
like people shouldn't be putting their bodies out there. That's not what we're saying. Like we're all for, we're not saying that the problem is that, oh, people need to cover up. Like that's not the issue. The issue is things that make people like feel ugly or compare bodies. Like that's the issue. It's not like we're like, uh, people on Instagram need to cover up, like not put your body on Instagram. Do you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Put your body out there. It doesn't matter who judges it, who looks at it. It's the fact that I'm comparing my body to someone else's body. And that mm. is where the unhealthy thoughts begin because that comparison yeah. is never going to amount to anything. That comparison is just going to tear your own self-image down, your own self-esteem down, and it's just going to hurt you in the long run. I just, I liked so much that you started your description and, like, talking about, like, being a kid and, like, playing these sports and stuff. Because that's where it starts. And, like, that's why stuff like that is, it's so important for kids to have, like, affordable access to, like, Little League or whatever it is, you know? Agreed. Yeah, I think that needs to be available for anyone everywhere. Like it's it, it's the fact that when we grow up and when we go like apart from our childhood, we lose so much of that play that's so like innately in a child. And when you're, you grow up and you start judging your movements, you start judging the way that you run or walk or look. And if, if everyone were to just like forget or lose the sense that they were an adult for a day, like, can you imagine how many people would just be outside making fucking snowmen, playing in the snow, like jumping up and down? Like people would be outside right now playing a hundred percent of the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. That makes me think of uh, one of my favorite things, the beginning of, um, I think it's in the intro of Amy Poehler's book. And she's talking about, she was like, have you ever seen a group of little girls playing? Like just playing so hard. They are going at a hundred. They're running full out. They're sweating. They're like, they're out of breath. They're like, they're playing. They're getting bloody. Like they're just like playing, you know? And she was like, I love seeing groups of little girls doing that because it just reminds you like where we all started. Yeah. Like there is no like playing like a girl, you know, that kind of shit creeps in when like you get insecure or like start doubting yourself, you know, but little girls don't do that. So we all need to honor the little girl we used to be. That's still there. The little girl that's still inside of us. She's still there. She's just, you know, she comes out in specific times. Mm -hmm. But that that I think is is kind of how I began with um, with movement. And it's definitely shifted throughout the years. I feel like I'm much closer to that type of motivation and feeling than I ever have been. Like I wrote down, uh, my body and mind require it to feel good, like require movement to feel good and to feel healthy. Um, And I don't mean like fit or whatever your idea is of a physically fit person. Healthy for me is when I can align myself, align my, my heart, my mind, my body into an overall objective of like, where do I want to be? How do I want to feel? And I truly believe that like if I lived in an area where it was like, 
you know, in the 50s to 60s, like primarily every day, I would have woken up every single day at five o'clock in the morning, gone for a long walk or a hike or something like that. And like that is how I enjoy to start my day. I enjoy starting my day very early with a physical activity. It is the best way for me to align and to immediately connect to every part of me. But yeah, that's um, that's kind of my <laughs> short journey. <laughs> I loved it. You were amping me up. I was like, at the end, I was like, fuck yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you were, we should record it and put it out there Ooh, for people to hear. Put it out there. Wow. <laughs> so, so, um, <laughs> oh, are we both going to introduce the next section that sure. we don't know what it is? <laughs> What's your what you section? You, you go first. You go first, girl. You go. You go. Okay. Um, I was going to ask you um, what is, like, currently keeping you mentally active. Um, and that can be physical, mental, emotional. Like, it doesn't matter what type of activity that may be. Um, for myself, it is not a physical activity. So... <laughs> Um, but what is what's like mentally keeping you active in your your thoughts and mind? So surprise, bitch. This is how I'm keeping mentally sharp is you asking me questions I wasn't prepared for. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> um, okay, so anyways, um mentally strong. Um, I'd say right now I'm kinda like I guess allowing myself to do the bare minimum when it comes to that. Because mm-hmm. I think the way for me to be successful long term is to introduce those tools very slowly. Um, I think a lot of motivational speakers or a lot of you'll just hear anybody being like, in order to be successful, how to have a motivating morning. You got to wake up. You got to do this. You got to do that. You And if you're missing step 10, you're not going to be successful. You know, like it's very, it's a lot, it's a high pressure. And then people are like, okay, starting Monday morning, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go for a run. And then I'm going to chug a gallon of water. And then I'm going to write my intentions for the day. And then I'm going to meditate. And then, I'm, you know, like they, they're like, okay, I'm going to do this Monday morning, bro, Monday morning. And then it doesn't happen or then they do one thing and then they're like, well, I'm a fucking failure, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, no, like the way to be successful long term is not to be like, OK, how do I like pile all this shit on? And then you either burn out or you don't do it or you feel guilty and then it never sticks. And then that's why people get so frustrated and they feel like stuck. So anyways, I I've been allowing myself to like be mindful of things that I want to do in my life, but not be like, okay, you got to start all of these right now. So right now um, I've started slowly. I've started journaling for the first time Ooh, I love journaling. in my life. Yeah. We love I started it. that on New Year's Eve. Huh? I said we love it. Yeah. Um, I started, it's so funny. Like you gave the journal that I've been using, you gave me like years ago or like two years ago, I think. And I've never written in it. Cause I was like, okay, I got to like I know that there'll be a day that I'm supposed to start writing in this journal, you know, like this is important and I can't just write anything in it. And like, I'll know it. And like, no joke, New Year's Eve, I was like, I need to start journaling tonight. And I picked that journal up and I was like, yeah, okay. I was supposed to start journaling tonight. Like tonight's the night. 
Um, anyway, so I started journaling for the first time and, um, I've started doing some like guided meditations. So I'll do that. And then just trying to like, I don't, I don't know what to call it, but just kind of like emotionally dealing with stuff. Cause now's the perfect time. Cause we're all in quarantine and we should be in quarantine. And it's like, I love this like exploration of myself and like my past and my future and the way my mind works and everything. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that and a lot of like mental, emotional self-discovery a little bit. So that's been a very interesting journey. And it's crazy because you have to deal with like your past trauma. You have to deal with every like you if you if you try to shut things away, then they'll come out eventually. Fuck so it's yeah, best <laughs> it's best to just choose when to let them out and to when to deal with things. Um, so it's crazy. It's like so for the past like two months, two or three months, I felt very like just like raw and ripped open. But it's a good thing. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like all the crying is a good thing. All the like feeling just like raw and emotional all the time. Like, that's okay. Like, I'm dealing with shit, you know? So that's yeah. where I'm at. But I'm, I plan on adding more slowly as time goes on, if that makes sense. It does. That's really exciting. I think that's a really like wonderful way to be kind to yourself as well as to like start your way on that journey of like finding out what works for you what doesn't work what feels good like and that's the best thing because you're on your own timeline like this has nothing to do with anybody else and you can take it as slow or as fast as you need and I feel like moving my body like for the first time in years it's crazy like I legit have not felt the motivation or the ability to like move or have those like I want to move my body and it's so fucking fantastic to feel like that again because it's something it's something I've been missing for a long time and like didn't even realize that it had gone away until it came back and I was like oh fuck yeah yay that's so exciting I'm so happy for you I think this is a like this past few months have really been like a huge journey for you and just beginning too. Like it's just oh, the it's precipice. just beginning. It's literally just beginning. Like I'm still at just the tiny little entrance. Hundred percent. That sounded dirty. Everything get me dirty if you try. What were you gonna um, ask? My question to you is because I have a few things. So I think the best way to stay motivated is to instead of thinking of motivation as motivation I guess is what I'm trying to say is to shift how you think about it and to more think of it as your why Mm. so what is your why for movement I think it kind of goes back to what I was saying before is that like a huge part of how I like mentally stay sane and aligned and okay and like don't lose myself is through physical activity no matter Mm -hmm. what type of activity it may be like it could just be I I go for a walk or I like jump up and down in my apartment I dance for a little while like the quickest way for me to immediately feel connected to myself is physical activity it it never fails me if I 
were to go to a class or do yoga for like 10 minutes, like it's just the best way for me to know that I can trust myself in any type of movement situation and that trust then blends into everything else. So I think that's that's kind of like the innate why that's just always been there. And I definitely have lost it. Like there's been years um, where I lost that motivation, where I lost my why, where I lost myself 100%. And I think that was a huge part of, you know, the past five years of being able to find it and trust that I wasn't going to lose it again. That was a huge part of, you know, that healing journey and knowing that I will never lose it. Like I 100% now do trust myself. I think I've said 100% like 50,000 times today. So we're at like 2,000% now. (laughs) And so I just ended my notes with some whys that have nothing to do with the way you look. Yeah? Yeah. You want to list them off? Yeah, I'm going to list them off. Lay them on me. Let's go. Charlie, making noises. Come here, Charlie. Okay. Reasons. I want to be strong because I want to be adventurous. I want to live a long, healthy life. I want to have more energy. I don't want my joints to hurt. And I want to have good mobility in my old age. And I want to run and jump and play whenever I feel like it. Yes. I love that. That's wonderful. That sounds so great. Can you sound a little less condescending? (laughs) I'm sorry. This is just how I sound. (laughs) Don't mean to have a condescending voice. It's okay. Okay, I think it's the Leo you. in me. It's just innately just a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she can't help it. No. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, I, re- I finished my notes with um, two different questions, actually, mm-hmm. of Ooh. what was really hurtful to my motivation and what was really helpful to my Ooh, motivation. Okay. Yes. Tell me. Um, so kind of talked a little bit about like what was the most hurtful, but to be as specific as possible, um, it was, um, definitely outside sources, but most specifically, um, just being in that abusive relationship for three plus years, like my physical activity completely stopped in that relationship. I was probably at the most unhealthy physically and mentally at the very end of that relationship. I was probably 50 pounds heavier than I am now. And like the number didn't really matter, but the way that my body felt did, like it just, it hurt. Like my body didn't want to move. There was like, you could not make me get up to do anything because I was also exhausted One, because I was so busy going to school, working at least one, if not two different jobs at the time, and also caring for his child. Um, I had zero time for my own physical health. And then two, because my mental state was completely gone. Um, Like I, Marissa, the person that you hear now, was not there. I had to hide myself away. 
um, conform to other people's ideas and wants and needs. And at that time, you, I had no room for my own physical, mental, emotional health whatsoever. It was all about the other people in my life. Um, so that was probably the most hurtful time period of my life for my motivation. And then the most helpful motivation, um, surprisingly, is not anything physical. It was um, forgiveness. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> Um, it took a long genuine. time. I know. I know. Was genuine. Oh. I know. I'm just like making fun of it. It's funny. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it took a really long time for me to forgive myself, um, for the things that I did to others. But, um, honestly it took even longer for me to forgive myself and to build a relationship and a trustworthy relationship with myself. Um, and to really know that I would never let myself go there again. Um, and now I trust myself to take a rest day or to push myself a little bit harder or, you know, maybe just a 30 minute walk around the, the city that I live in. Like it's, it's silly sometimes to say, um, but when you really do truly love and trust yourself, there really isn't anything that you can't do. Like, no matter what your body says, whatever your body is not actually able to do, where it, whether it isn't actually able to, to walk or pick things up or see or hear, there, there's so many other ways for physical activity or any type of movement to happen. Fuck, you can be meditating, not moving at all, and be fully physically engaged. And that can be your own workout. Like that is a workout in itself. Bottom line for me is when I was able to love and trust myself, that was the best way for me to motivate myself in any type of movement from here on out. You just like didn't say anything for a while. You were just smiling at me. No, I'm just, I was just so proud of you for uh, sharing all of that. And thank you for sharing that with everyone. Oh. With me. <laughs> with whoever listens to this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's better for those types of conversations to be out and to be had and to make the stigmatism against any type of abuse just go away like you should be able to have these conversations I'm so proud of all the women that come out against their abusers and that have come out consistently since like the big me too movement a few years ago like it's just I'm so proud of these women and men and them like whoever you are if you have suffered at the hands of someone else whether it is physical mental emotional all of those things are abuse and I, we hope that you know that we are there for you because the, the thing that was like the scariest thing for me throughout that whole thing, and then I'll stop talking about it, <laughs> is that... Um, <laughs> well, you can talk about it as long as you want. <laughs> is, was feeling like alone. 
is that I pushed everyone away and there was no way out. Um, and really, truly, the only person that stayed by me 100% of the time was my dad. And that was the only way that I knew that I would be able to get out. Yeah, I mean, it's abuser 101 is they separate you because they know that there's a better chance of you getting away from them if you have friends and family around you saying, hey, I don't like that person. But yeah, but to circle it back around, um, I think both of us are are on different types of journeys. And I think I'm, I mean, I'm personally really excited for yours. I think it's going to be a fantastic year for you. I'm really excited to see where you go with your career, with your passions, like with this podcast of ours. Like I, I'm truly like as your best friend, I'm just so excited for what's to come. Oh my god, who thinks I can make Olivia cry on a podcast? Um, my nose got a little tickly. <laughs> my nose is a little <sighs> Yep. <laughs> well, as we round out our podcast, because we are almost at our time, Olivia. What is keeping you well this week? So what's been keeping me well this week is um I've been working from home every single day this week because of the weather, but it's been awesome because I love working from home. <laughs> but what's been keeping me well is that I really challenged myself this week to um, still get up at my normal time that I would for work. And then in the time that I would normally be like getting ready and driving to work, I spend that time doing like some stretches eating breakfast, really taking Charlie for a walk. Like I really try to like move my body, like do a little bit of yoga, listen to some like positive affirmations and like doing that. Cause I'm like, okay, you have this extra time gifted to you. Cause you don't have to go into the office. You get to work from home. So use it, you know, like you, I always complain about the amount of time it wastes like going into the office. And so it's like, okay, use it. Like Every, you don't have to go into work every single day this week so use that time and stretch yay that's awesome I love early mornings like I said I'll wake up at freaking 5 5 o'clock in the morning every day if I could if it was nice outside heck yeah give me a nice 60 degrees some uh nice sunset nice sunrise it's lovely <laughs> Marissa it's <laughs> a light jacket <laughs> All you need is a light jacket. <laughs> Fucking love Miss Congeniality. Should watch that maybe. Marissa? Yeah. What's keeping you out this week? Oh my god. I never thought you would ask. Um, <laughs> um so for me this week, um I don't know if I've said this before, but I don't really care. Um this week has been poetry specifically Rupi Kaur. I probably said her name wrong and I'm so sorry, but it's R-U-P-I and last name K-A-U-R. Um, my friend Katie bought me um, one of her books of poetry, Home Body, and it's like it's like she knew what was in my mind before I knew it was in my mind. I mean, her words 
her words are so perfect for how I've been feeling, how I felt in the past. Um, and it's a four-part book of different poetry surrounding four different subjects. Um, and the la- I, I kind of parsed it out so that I would kind of read them over time so that I wasn't just like consuming the whole book at once because I really wanted it to like settle and make mm-hmm. it an impact on me. And I read yeah. the last chapter this week and like majority of the time it was just like a little tear would come down from one poem and then I would turn the page and there would be another one that would hit me and another one. It was just like, it was like waves from the ocean but it didn't feel like I was drowning. It felt like I was being washed off. Like it felt oh. like it was just, it felt so refreshing and clear that these words made so much sense to everything that I had felt and how I'm feeling now. And that like throughout the journey of the book and throughout the journey that I've had, we haven't been alone. People have felt these feelings. People have gone through these things and they've come out on the other side. And to be able to see that and now to have this relationship with myself and read these words, it's like, wow, I truly 100%, now we're at 3,000%, feel these words. And I understand where this is coming from and it's like, I just want to share it. Like, I try, I've shared her work now on my Instagram a couple of times. I'm probably going to go to my local bookstore and buy the rest of her poetry books. Like, I, I don't know how I hadn't found poetry in the first 29 years of my life. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> it has been a life changer in the past, like, three months. Fuck yeah. But yeah, that's what's keeping me well. I love it. Well, yeah, this was super fun. I really enjoyed this. Do you feel motivated? I, I mean, like I said, always motivated if you love and trust yourself. Mm. Audience, do you feel motivated? (laughs) So stupid. Cut that out. No, I think this was a super fun structure. Um, If you guys liked it, let us know. If you folks, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get better at um, pronouns as well as referring to people as folks in general instead of guys because not everyone is a guy and that's not great. So if everyone or if if you folks out there felt connected to what we were saying, comment on the podcast, leave us some reviews, let us know how you feel. Uh, we really liked it. We really enjoyed it. We hope you did too. And we have one yeah. review on our podcast, and it's so cute. But neither we have no idea who left it. Like we don't. There's I find no that name. even better. I love it. But like, if you still listen to this podcast, can you like message us on Instagram and let us know that it was you who left the comment because it was so sweet. Or don't. Never tell us. Just be a wonderful, sweet person and just keep leaving nice reviews. I just want a bake pie and have everybody eat it. I wish that I could bake a cake made out of rainbows and smiles and we'd all eat it. Be happy. She doesn't even go here. Okay, bye. <laughs>